0: W-R-K-N, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com, presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicadens, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the r and Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans.
1: Oh, Tuesday evening quarterback. It's like a Monday evening quarterback only a day later. That's right. If you endured last night's game, and it was an endurance test for football fans everywhere, then good on you. Of course, people like yours truly have to do it for a living, so there was no escaping it. And yet, the end result is all that really matters in the end. Sure, the process matters, but it's a results-oriented business, and the Saints are 4-2. They did not play very well offensively outside of basically Alvin Kamara, and I think Jameis Winston actually played well despite everybody around him, but Kamara seemingly being substandard. Let's face it. You know, I tweeted this last night that has there been a, a group of wide receivers like who the Saints are playing with now? And then you throw in the tight end position that are worse comparatively to the rest of the league. At any given time in NFL history. That's what really stood out. Because it made it impossible. For the Saints to put away a team that had virtually no chance of winning. Without your help. With Geno Smith the quarterback. A team. In the Seattle Seahawks that aren't really good defensively. Sure. Jamal Adams is a playmaker at safety. But even he has his negatives in coverage. They've got good players. A couple more that really stand out. Bobby Wagner is one for sure. Like, decent linebackers now, overall. But otherwise, up front, back end, they struggle. And yet last night, they were able to hold the Saints to 13 points. In large part because the Saints do a good job of holding themselves to lower point totals, even when Sean Payton is trying, which he's done the past couple of games since the Giants loss, to give Jameis Winston more to do. And when it comes down to it, Payton can really only trust Kamara. And if anybody thinks that this style of play is sustainable, that Alvin Kamara can endure... 30 touches a game with every defense focused upon him. They're crazy. And if Kamara breaks down, forget it. How are the Saints going to score points? And that's why something needs to be done in the short term. Little under a week now away. Next Tuesday, 3 p.m. New Orleans time, trade deadline. Between now and then, Saints need help. Nothing you can really do to get help to deal with the Tampa Bay Bucks who are coming to town on Sunday. It's going to be very difficult to keep up with them simply because, like the Saints, they're very difficult normally to run the ball against. Saints will have to stick to it because can you expect them to do enough in the passing game? I think Marquez Calloway might ha- have a number two receiver in him and certainly a decent number three. But he's the number one right now. And look who else they have. Oh, exciting. Traquan Smith was back last night. That was more of a negative than a positive. Guys off the street like Kevin White and Kenny Stills, a converted receiver, and Ty Montgomery. These are the guys who got targets. Juwan Johnson just one pass thrown his way. And, of course, the biggest letdown of the bunch is Adam Troutman. You really expected, after a good rookie season, that he would take a nice step forward and be a solid player this year, considering he both blocked and caught the ball well when called upon last season. It hasn't happened. To the point where I could understand the Saints being tired of playing him anymore because of the net negative that he's been. It's bad. And for anybody who says, but, you know, Michael Thomas is coming back. Oh, yeah? When? When's he coming back? Is he coming back in uh, a couple weeks? Is he coming back in a month? Is he coming back before the end of the season? Does he even want to play for the Saints anymore? Do we just believe that that's all taken care of and he's just fine? Considering he should be healthy and playing right now or at least should have been to start the season if he was responsible and had the surgery he needed or at least stayed on top of it and found out before it was too late. That's who you're going to count on? I think the Saints need to do something. Because in the end, if the goal is just as it realistically should be, going through this 17-game season where they're 4-2 right now, and just getting in the playoffs, even that's going to be extremely difficult to do. Simply because not only do you have a major problem amongst your receiving options, You can't sit there and assume that your other strengths are going to stay strong. For example, bad news on two fronts today. Although the rookie kicker Brian Johnson hit his two kicks right down the middle, including the game winner last night in his debut. Well, he's not going anywhere now. Because Will Lutz confirmed today on social media, his season is over. A setback from recovery from core muscle surgery. So there you go. That hurts. And the Andrews pete injury story is a a saga. Not just a story. It's an epic at this point. And now it looks like Pete might be done for the season again. Saints left guard. Reportedly, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network had it first. With a torn peck. Haven't seen the definitive news yet, but... He reported there would be results today, but the initial investigation of the injury seemed to indicate they thought it was torn to the point where not optimism. So if he's gone, Calvin Throckmorton steps in like he did last night. Maybe you don't lose much there, but then what happens with the next injury? You're fortunate to have James Hurst as a capable swing tackle. But now the next interior injury causes real question marks. Who's going to play there? An experienced guy, journeyman guy. And a strength becomes much more of a question mark. Saints offensive line, one of the strengths of the team. A lot of concerns. And it's, it's a little less of a concern overall because you didn't blow that game last night. You survived it. You won the football game. Jason Myers missing a couple field goals set up to be longer by Geno Smith-Sacks' help. Geno Smith being horrible, absolutely horrible, helped. And the fact that Seattle without Russell Wilson really needed to run the football. And you can't run the football in the New Orleans Saints, especially if you're mostly one-dimensional. The one big play to Metcalf early, essentially a jump ball, and a missed tackle by Marcus Williams, and then bang. That's their touchdown. The rest of the night, without Saints' help, mostly a struggle. They're a bad football team, really. Russell Wilson has been lifting them up the past three seasons. Now they're 2-5, and and good news for the Saints. You get the win there, and you maybe knock a team that would have been a threat otherwise... Out of your way. Just trying to be in the top seven of 16. That's what you've got to do to make the playoffs. And we can go over the schedule and the games that aren't great matchups versus the games you have to win, that you should win if you're relatively healthy. But let me say it again. If The Saints care about this season. They already have. Remember the Bradley Roby trade? Which is now just a safety net player because of Paul Sinadibo stepping up at corner. Well, if you're willing to do that, maybe you've got to be willing to do more. Names like Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson stand out out there as potential trade targets. Get some help. Whether you think, whether you're confident Michael Thomas is coming back or not, you probably need more than that. Considering you don't know what you're going to get if and when the former All-Pro does return. I think that's... Got to be a more-than-pressing discussion for Saints Brass right now. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. Bobby cell wants to join us, and we're happy to have him. Hey, Bobby, what's up?
2: How you doing, man? Doing well. Good. I agree on, on everything you said. When I was sitting in front of TV last night watching the game, I love Alvin Kamara. He's probably not probably. He's the best back we've ever had. But I've stood next to Alvin Kamara. He's no bigger than me. Honestly, you yeah. cannot. He he's getting way too many touches, and at some point, his body's going to break out. It's normal, and they need they need to. I don't know if it's if it's the Jones kid from uh, Notre Dame that that. Before he was injured. He took that whether it's a Zigbo or whoever. Somebody's going to start taking some touches off of Kamara and be effective doing. Um, he's getting. I'm telling you, he's not going to last if he if, if Peyton keeps it up with him. And look, it's hard to it's hard to argue with success. But I don't want to see him running up the middle anymore, man. It's just here and there, it's okay. But at some point, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get banged up or something's going to happen. And Once we lose him, you going mail the
1: season in. Well, Bobby, um, it's tough. It's tough now, Bobby, because think about it. What you're saying can't happen if the Saints don't add more weapons. And I know Deontay Harris didn't play last night, but he's a part-time player who does add something and give you a big play threat. But it all is built now around Kamara. When you talk about a guy who can play every snaps and be a weapon, Kamara is it end of list and that includes having him be a threat to run between the tackles the strength of your offensive line because that brings play action into play and that allows lesser receivers to get open that allows Jameis winston to air it out because a big part of him being successful no matter what the personnel looks like is giving him the ability to throw the ball deep that's clearly a major strength of his he can wing it and he's accurate doing it his receivers aren't accurate running their routes properly and catching it on oh. a consistent basis. I mean, again, that's where the problem lies. If the Saints really have plans on going to the playoffs and even being co- any kind of a threat to get there, they're going to have to reach into their assets, be creative, and bring in some help.
2: Well, the receiver position, I mean, like you said, when is Michael, Michael Thomas coming back? Next week? Two weeks? A month? Does, everyone, does anyone know? I don't even think the Saints probably know.
1: Probably not. So,
2: you know, and, and as far as the tight end position, that's a joke. That's a joke. They get they they gave up. You know, even though it was late round picks, they gave up all these late round picks for the tight end. Who, when they drafted him, I thought it was I thought it was a good pick. It's looking like a bust now. As far as I'm concerned, the guy can't hold on to the football.
1: It's a brutal problem because they weren't expecting him to be a star necessarily but they were expecting him to be solid and he hasn't even been that and he's regressed as a blocker he seems to have lost some confidence out there because of the mistakes he's making and Nick Vanette being the veteran tight end they brought in that they thought they could get more out of than he had shown in a couple of other stops because of his physical ability well we haven't been able to see it because he got hurt too so that a perfect storm of problems that the Saints didn't anticipate at that position and I, I don't know now since Zach Ertz has been traded from Philadelphia to the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if there's an answer that's going to help you too much out there tied in, but I'm sure the Saints are, are talking to a lot of teams about help at both, but receiver seems to be more pressing somebody who can do one of two things. Cause we talk about what makes a good receiver. Can they create separation and make plays because of it, which seemed to be more of a pressing need for the Saints especially with Winston, who's trying to be careful with the football and doesn't necessarily have the confidence to force it to the receivers that he's been given? Or do you find a guy that has a track record, like we know Michael Thomas does? He doesn't always create a lot of separation, but he doesn't have to create much for you yeah, to fire he the he ball in there. And, right, exactly. to trust him to catch it. Well, that's that. that is, I just described an Allen Robinson type he could bring that. So maybe he's less valuable than a Brandon Cooks who we know with his quickness, speed, his burst, he can create separation. Houston is selling off everybody that has value and starting over. He's been here before, so he should seamlessly step into the offense. You worry about his salary next year later because you can fit this year's. I I think he makes a whole lot of sense as a target who won't cost a lot as far as draft capital.
2: Yeah, but does Sean Payton bring him back? Come on, let's Let's be honest. There's a reason why we traded.
1: Kenny Stills ball is ball on the ball roster. Ball Kenny, Kenny Stills is on the roster. Forgive and forget. Well, Similar you. story. Yeah. I mean, desperate times. And at this point, a guy like Cooks has now been traded three times. OK, in his career, maybe especially since he's in football hell right now with a terrible team going nowhere, maybe he'll be grateful for the opportunity no, to come to a good team again. Awesome. So, so you, you, tre- you, you find out those things and what's what's it going to risk you? It risks you the rest of the season and then you can offload him again. So I, 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 that makes so much sense to me. He should be a number one priority because, you know, he fits here. You know, he fits yeah, your needs he and he makes them a better team.
2: And I want to make a point on Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston. I, I look. He's he's being a game manager, and he's doing. Look what he did last night. That was a heads up play when when the ball and he, he deep down come out. That was a that was a heads up play, and he was he made a good play out of it. I like the way he jumped on Smith's ass because he it, it needed to be jumped. Um. So you know I. I is he, is he going to make the Pro Bowl? Is he going to throw for all of these yards that Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford and some of these other quarterbacks are doing? No. But I like the way he's managing the game. He can't – he's got no one to throw to, poor guy. I kind of feel sorry for him. He really doesn't. He's got Kamara, and that's about it.
1: That's right. And, and until that changes, one, you can't ask Winston to do much more than he's trying to do that he's asked to do right now. And two, can you really evaluate – what he can be if you don't give him a chance to have enough weapons that you would expect any court. Even Drew Brees, I, Drew Brees has not in his entire Saints career had as bad of a group to work with oh, as this. No
2: one. doubt, this this is the worst. At least Brees had Colston, and then from Colston and Cooks came in, and then Michael. Ty- he had legit number one, you know, receiver. But you know. It, it, if they're number one right now. Who would you say that is? West Callaway.
1: Yeah, it's three it's three clearly Callaway. Thoughts. Yeah, and he's and he's what? He's getting extra attention from coverage. And yeah. last night, seven targets, just three catches for thirty-two yards. Because yeah, he's not a guy five, who creates a. He's not a separation guy. He's a no. go-get it guy. Okay, he's, so. Yeah. And when what happens when you have a guy like that as your number one and a quarterback who's trying to be careful and there's not really, especially without Deontay Harris taking any snaps, what does what that quarterback who's trying not to make mistakes do? He's not going to trust enough to force it. He doesn't want that deflection to turn into an interception, especially no. in a game that was played like last night. So it really takes away Winston's ability to develop now since he's more comfortable being careful with the football and defining that happy medium between being a wild gun slinger and being a guy who can win in the NFL making the right decisions and it's a shame because he has grown I've liked a lot of what I've seen from Jameis Winston
2: so have I and you know he, he's not the same Jameis Winston that was in Tampa Bay he, ju- he just isn't uh, he's not gonna he doesn't want to make mistakes for one he's a gunslinger in Tampa. he's not like he until he gets some weapons around back to that but he's a little bit more careful with the football I want to touch on Demario
1: Davis, too. Sure. Well, oh, fantastic. What about
2: Demario Davis?
1: It's a huge question because he is the reason why, as much as anything, the personnel, particularly in the interior of the defensive line, has been so weakened. And now you get David Onyamata back maybe as soon as this Sunday he's eligible off of suspension. But the rest of those guys are just journeymen. Average starters at best when you talk about maybe shy Tuttle being the best of the bunch that's been available and really good defensive ends who are also good at containing the edge and clamping down at the line of scrimmage because they they find these big angular six five to six seven. 275-pound type guy. So it's a scheme that works because of the personnel, but it's all because of Demario Davis behind them cleaning everything up no matter who's next to him. He is the key to it because it makes a lot of the Saints opponents one-dimensional and opens up the doors for Dennis Allen to be creative defensively. There's no question that Demario Davis is as good as any linebacker, period, in the NFL. And I think last night, because it was Monday Night Football and the way that game was played, now more people People know it than ever because he had the national stage all to himself, and that's a great thing because he's the best leader on the team, and he might be the best football player at his position on a team that has the Alvin Kamara on it. That's how good Davis is.
2: Well, I'll take it a step further. I think, and look, I'm a John, I'm a big John Vilma fan. I love John. I, I love him when he was here. But if you take the, if you take the, the not Patrol line of the conversation, he's the best linebacker we've ever had, in my opinion.
1: No argument here. not I mean, it's really not even close. Uh, uh, other than those guys. And you know what? Vaughn Johnson and even Sam Mills, I don't think, could play as the singular centerpiece linebacker in a four three scheme. Right. So does that does that mean that does that make Davis that much better? Because if you can play as the middleman who's as rangy and versatile as he is in a four three defense, then you certainly can do that in a, in a lot of things in a 3-4. Maybe DeMario Davis is the best middle linebacker the Saints have ever had, and that is I as mean, high a praise as you can a, give him.
2: That's ain't a mouthful because you compare him to, you know, you, you got to throw Sam Mills in there and John Zilman, but, man, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to look at what he's, what he, what he's done and say he's not.
1: Tremendous football player, great free agent, fine. And one of the reasons why the Saints, after Drew Brees, are still a really good, if not perfect, football team. Bobby, I gotta take a break. Appreciate the call. Fantastic conversation. And welcoming more of you to do exactly the same thing. 504-260-1061. There's a lot to unwrap as far as the Saints currently, but again, four and two, good position, going into a huge showdown with Tampa in the dome this week and of course we've got to get to the latest on lsu and the rumor mill with their coaching certs moved uh, news to get to on the high school level as well uh, quite a shocking story that was broken on crescentcitysports.com today again as well getting to more of your phone calls 504-260-1061 the number i am jude young this is all access taking you to the top of the hour on nash icon
3: if you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com.
4: But here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you.
0: Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles.
5: They told me I owed them $43,000.
4: It got really
5: bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything.
0: One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m.
5: I figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night.
0: (laughs) He found just what he was looking for.
5: Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax. They know what they're doing.
0: Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I
5: was absolutely overjoyed.
0: Take Wesley's advice.
5: If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody
0: else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and
6: serving
1: Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA Now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at DAExterminating.com.
3: This report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Football, music festivals, finding the perfect costume. It's going to be an autumn to remember. It may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. I'm
6: Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. On an ugly, rainy, windy night in Seattle, the New Orleans Saints found a way to win an ugly game, taking a 13-10 victory over the Seahawks. Jameis Winston threw a touchdown pass to Alvin Kamara. Kamara had 179 total yards. The Saints had a season-high five sacks, led by Demario Davis, who had 10 tackles, including four for loss a sack, and broke up a pass on the final pass of the game by Seattle to preserve the win. New kicker Brian Johnson kicked a game-winning 33-yard field goal with 159 to play in the contest. Now 4-2, the Saints host the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers next Sunday. The Denver Broncos have acquired linebacker Kenny Young of John Curtis Christian. The New Orleans Pelicans picked up their first run of the season, taking a 107-98 win in Minnesota. Jonas Valanciunas, a force with 22 points, 23 rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Brandon Ingram, 27 points, nine boards. Devontae Graham scored 21 points with seven assists. Now 1-3, the Pelicans host a very good Atlanta squad Wednesday night. Southeastern Louisiana moves up to number 8 in the country in the two FCS polls this week. The Lions are 6-1-1. in the Southland Conference. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan.
0: Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 106.1 NASH ICON and at NASHFM1061.com call 504-260-1061.
1: Okay, so... Rumors are nothing more than that. We're not going to likely hear anything definitive until at least mid-November at the very earliest when it comes to who might be the next football coach for the LSU Tigers. You should understand that, but that's not going to stop the rumor mill from going and churning, and it's not going to stop coaches from having to answer questions about it couple of names brought up connected to the job. One that seemed like a long shot to begin with. And another that seems like a legitimate candidate who knows his way around Baton Rouge. Both speaking up today. The big one being Mike Tomlin. Pipe dream, right? Guy who's been the head coach of the Steelers for 15 years. Consistent winner. He was not happy about having to address these rumors that started when a former Steelers employee was also at one time the Buffalo Bills general manager by the name of Doug Whaley on a Pittsburgh radio show talked about it would make sense that Tomlin might have interest in the LSU and USC jobs because of maybe Tomlin might be ready for a change. There's a ton of money involved. Why wouldn't he? And Ryan Clark, who is an LSU product out of Archbishop Shaw, who's now made a fine living as a football analyst with ESPN, and oh, by the way, was a Steelers defensive back, played for and loves Tomlin as a coach and a person. He followed up, sure, I'll be campaigning for it. Well, there's nothing to campaign for, because unlike a lot of guys with their coach speak, Tomlin shot it down completely today. He says, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. I have one of the best jobs in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? He went on to say, there's not a booster with a big enough blank check. And finally, a quip that brought up Sean Payton. He said, anybody asking Sean Payton about that? Anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? So he seemed insulted by the idea, which, look, that's his viewpoint. But I appreciate people, like, and I really, it's rare when I recommend somebody, if if you're a college football fan and you're a podcast person, I highly recommend a guy by the name of Josh Pate with The Late Kick is the name of his show. He works through 24-7 sports now. You can find him on podcasting platforms, YouTube, you name it. He's made it very clear, and he's a tapped-in guy in college football really a great analyst on the schools, the teams, the coaches across the board. And he says, look, LSU is one of the best jobs in football, period. It's better in a lot of NFL jobs. So it's not, He would he would say, and I agree with him, it's not insulting that your name, if you're a pro coach, even a Super Bowl winning coach, if your name is brought up, like Tomlins was, as a guy who's been, Incredibly successful with the Steelers and consistently good. It's not an insult at all. And a booster could come up with a big enough check that I think even Tomlin would go, Who? that's a big check. I believe his salary right now is $8 million. Ogeron was making more than that. <laughs> the next LSU coach is going to make even more than that. But I think if you're Tomlin, even though I don't think the Steelers are going anywhere this year, I think they're entering a retooling phase at the very least. This is probably the end for Ben Roethlisberger. They're still a team that's consistently good. They don't bottom out. He likes coaching in the NFL. But it coming up at this time, people trying to connect dots, I wouldn't consider it an insult if I were him. Because they're saying, which is not – common. It's a compliment to Tomlin. They're saying that he would be a fine college coach, just like he's a fine NFL coach. That he, he would be great at both, which Tomlin's viewpoint is I'm an, I'm an NFL guy. And of course, I'm a, I'm a great NFL coach. Of course, I'm going to be a great college coach. But is that true? We certainly know the other way around isn't true. The best college coach ever is Nick Saban. Wasn't a good NFL head coach. Knew it. Didn't fit. And the flip side isn't always true. Doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach because you were a great NFL head coach on the college level because it's completely different. They require different skill sets. Somebody who is a college guy who also commented on rumors today is the former national championship-winning defensive coordinator at LSU, Dave Aranda, who in year two at Baylor has the Bears in the top 20. He's doing a great job. There's a lot of support for him to come back to Baton Rouge as the head coach. That doesn't mean it's the support from the right people, as in A.D., Scott Woodward, or the big-time boosters, but he responded to the rumors today with one of those – Unlike Tomlin, coach speak kind of quotes, which stabilizes things for now. Baylor has plenty to play for. Look, they control their own destiny. The Baylor Bears, if they were to win out, are probably in the college football playoff. They're probably at 12 and one going to be there. So they have got everything to play for. So, of course, Aranda has to say something. And he said, quote, it's sad when those days like last week, when those days come, you don't Ever want to see that, referring to Ed Ogeron being fired. Quote, I love it here. My family loves it here. Baylor has been everything I've wanted it to be. That's not shooting down anything. That's just saying he's really happy where he's at. And wasn't pressed to say anything further. Which means absolutely nothing. Because why? Because if LSU offers him the job, he's taking the job. And I think that's understood. But still, you, you get asked the question, and you handle it. Just like Billy Napier. If the Raging Cajuns coach is offered the job, bang, done, he's taking it. It's a given. So nobody there even has to ask him about it. And he is a legitimate candidate. One name when you talk about a guy, like we just talked about in Nick Saban, other names on that list, most famously recently Bobby Petrino, a disaster, but other truly great college coaches that tried to go up and haven't had it work out. Right now, Urban Meyer, don't think it's going to work out. Most people don't know. Lou Holtz tried it for less than one NFL season in the late 70s before winding up at Arkansas terrible with the Jets, was a college guy, didn't fit. Now, the guy who may be fitting into that category is a guy who actually beat the Saints this year. I'm going to bring up Matt Rule again. Mentioned him as a candidate initially. People talking about his offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, coming back to LSU as the head coach. Forget it. No way in hell that happens. No offense to Brady and the magic. He worked with Joe Burrow. In 2019, he doesn't have the experience to take that risk, to run a program. No way that's happening. Matt Rule does. His current boss, who's not happy with him, does. He made Temple a first-place team in the American Athletic Conference. Temple's normally bad and irrelevant, but they weren't. By the time he was done there. And then he went to Baylor when it was in shambles. And played two coin flip games with Oklahoma. By the time he was done there. Almost got him in the college football playoff. Did a fantastic job there. He's built programs. Don't know if he's a fit in the NFL. Even though people said it was was his dream to coach there. Maybe he's willing to bail. Because... If he doesn't have an NFL top quarterback, which he hasn't had. He's had Teddy Bridgewater. They let him go and rolled the dice with Sam Darnold, and that's not working out. If you don't have that, what do you have? He's under a lot of fire in Carolina now. A lot of fire. Fans are very unhappy with how this season has gone after the 3-0 start. They look bad. Maybe Rule's had enough of it. Maybe he says, I'm not going to be able to turn this around, and if I don't, I'm not going to get another chance in the NFL, so why don't I take a top-five college job? Um, I haven't heard anything, but I'm just saying that dark horse people are trying to find who would be a great fit, a logical fit, that's the one who makes sense to me. Timing is everything, so if you'd like to see that happen, you're rooting for Carolina to continue to struggle. And as long as Sam Darnold's their best option at quarterback, and Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy, Caroline is going to continue to struggle. And that could make a move happen on a timeline that would benefit LSU, as in he could leave before the end of the season. Once the season is lost, get to Baton Rouge, get to recruiting with this new staff and get to work on making LSU what it's supposed to be. Timing might work better for him. And a lot of these other guys that are being brought up who have teams that are playing for a lot right now and will be into December and maybe January. Not that the timing in the end matters when you talk about the intermediate, long-term future of the program, but if it's close between guys and you get the right answer at the right time, well, maybe Rule's the guy to deliver that answer to Scott Woodward and company. Just saying. Not hearing his name a lot, but it's been mentioned. And it makes sense more than a lot of other names. 504-260-1061, the number. That's 504-260-1061. Your thoughts, welcome on State of the Saints right now, the LSU coaching. Look, I'm not even going to mention Tulane. It's not going to do it. They played Cincinnati, coming off an unimpressive game against Navy, where the Bearcats now need to impress again because the people who vote on the college football playoff will look for any excuse to leave the Bearcats out as a non-Power 5. So they've got to be nasty, and they might be nasty in Yulman starting 11 a.m. on Saturday. As a matter of fact, I sort of anticipate it. Tough for the way of this year, just trying to get through the season. That's all I'm going to say. More on other topics, including big news out of Brother Martin. We'll get to that in a moment on Nash Icon. This is all access.
5: a business has enough challenges. Finding good employees should be one of them. Cumulus Media New Orleans is here to help you find employees you need now. Contact us today to be part of the Cumulus Top Jobs program by featuring your open jobs online and on the radio. It's easy, affordable, and most of all, it works. Email us today to get started at nolasales at cumulus.com or go online to nolacumuluscares.com. Cumulus Media New Orleans, digital and radio solutions that work because your business is our business.
1: DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com
4: come out for the Abita Fall Fest in Abita Springs November 5th and 6th. Friday night is After Dark from 5 until 10 p.m. with the Rayo Brothers and Big Sam's Funky Nation. Then on Saturday 10 great bands including Drake White, Sweet Crude and many more. Enjoy Abita Beer, food, kids activities and stage. November 5th from 5 till 10. Saturday November 6th from 10.30 till 7.30 the Abita Fall Fest. For tickets go to AbitaFallFest.com Special thank you to the sponsors Abita Beer, PJ's Coffee and the lake 94.7
3: this is robert maddox the owner of Han roofing i would not worry about hiring a contractor right now i'd worry about getting my house temporarily you've got water coming in you're vulnerable overwhelmed and you don't know what to do i would hire someone i don't care who it is it doesn't matter if it's me call me we'll try to get to you but call somebody just to do a temporary call us today for a free estimate Five zero four seven three seven two 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 eight. This report is sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Festivals, football, the great outdoors. Some people say fall is the best time of the year. It may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer.
6: This is Josh Danzig with where you At Magazine and Whereyat.com you with your weekend hits for 1061 Nash Icon. Sponsored by Sky Vodka. Kick off this Halloween weekend, Thursday, with live music from Blue October at the House of Blues in the French Quarter. Showtime is 7 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Let the party continue at the Metropolitan Nightclub with two nights of terror and three rooms of music. Diplo's playing Saturday night. Sunday night, it's slushy. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to whereyat.com and click on the community calendar and be sure to pick up the latest issue of Worryat Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus
0: Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com.
1: So if you listen to this fine station for a sports talk regularly, you probably follow CrescentCitySports.com and in particular our. Extensive high school football coverage and analysis. Then you probably know the story that broke this morning. Ken Trahan had it first. Brother Martin, as of right now, has forfeited five of his six football victories because of the use of at least one, according to LHSA assessment, ineligible player, with a second student athlete now apparently, in question as well. To sum it all up, and you can read the whole story on Crescent City Sports, essentially, LHSA sends a representative to the school on occasion, not always the same representative, to check over the rosters and confirm the eligibility of student-athletes. They do it all over the state. Well, last week when that happened, the person who came applying LHSA rules, found that one student athlete is ineligible based on how it should have been interpreted in that Brother Martin had a summer school situation viewed wrong, according to their principal, Ryan Gallagher, who was trying to explain that. And Gallagher is on the LHSA executive committee, so it's not like it's somebody that isn't in full understanding and cooperation with the LHSA and working with them on a regular basis anyway. And he's got a long explanation of exactly what happened. But essentially, Brother Martin is going to appeal the decision, an emergency appeal, to try to figure this out. And it has to be figured out before the playoff brackets come out, this being coming up week nine, by next weekend. So that will be handled in time to get the bracket straight. That's all I can tell you. But right now, Brother Martin goes from an undefeated team that was on its way to rolling to the district, a.k.a. Catholic League title, and a likely number two seed in the Division I playoffs to falling all the way to the bottom now at 12 as it stands, although they'll play their way up, I'm sure, past McKinley to get at least 11th. But if the appeal is rejected... Because remember, everybody in Division One makes the playoffs anyway. It throws the brackets out of whack as far as fairness, but it is what it is. So Brother Martin won't get a bye, which is a penalty you can say. Well, if whether they knowingly or unknowingly broke the rules, you pay the price. But other teams pay the price. Because somebody's going to have to play Brother Martin in the first week of the playoffs that wasn't going to have to before. <laughs> Other seating moves up. It changes every matchup based on what it would have been otherwise. So it's tough. We'll see if the appeal has things changed the other way. Brother Martin thinks they have a decent case. Again, this was found, and Brother Martin did everything they could to say, okay, well, if this is the situation, we need to find everything and therefore found out another student athlete was involved on their own. And let the LHSA know. So quite the deal. Quite the situation. And one that. uh, Talk about a dream season going on so far. For Brother Martin. Really throws it out of whack. Suddenly does things like makes Jesuit undefeated. Who lost that multiple overtime thriller. To open Catholic League play. Jesuit now moves up to the three seed. And by the way. We'll have Jesuit on 106-1. Coming up on Saturday, pregame 4.45, kickoff 5 o'clock. Ken Trahan, yours truly involved in that broadcast as they take on HL Bourgeois at Yenny. Now, Jesuit with HL Bourgeois this week and Rumble next week in a game that we're going to have live video on CrescentCitySports.com, Jesuit could potentially wind up being the two seed, which means with the state championship game being in Uelman, the Jays could be guaranteed if they keep winning not to have to leave New Orleans if the appeal doesn't lead to an overturn for brother martin and how that's going to wind up putting teams in the bracket who knows who's going to play where very interesting stuff but you can check out lhsa.org for the latest now they've updated power rankings that lead to the seeding as they stand as of today and the decision involving brother martin is what it is and by the way Speaking of games you can watch on Crescent City sports we will have East Saint John at Destrahan on Friday night Ken Berthelot Wade Kaiser with the call from Wildcat Stadium in Destrahan this week on the original on Friday night here on 1061 FM in the original network it's Jesuit night so big week for Jesuit On the station as head coach Ryan Manali in his first year with the Blue Jays will be with Les East and I at Francesca's by Katie's in Lakeview should be a big crowd of Blue Jay supporters. We'd love to have you out there at the restaurant. Great food, great times and a fine establishment. Countdown show at 6 o'clock, and then, of course, the original coming at you at 7. Second to last week of the regular season, so all these games important. Chases for district titles, and, of course, we just mentioned power ratings. A lot can change with the results of the final two weeks on who plays where in the playoffs. Who has home games? And in some cases, especially with the non-select schools, who makes the playoffs even? So we'll have reports around the state from games, as we always do, following all of that. And, of course, anything breaking with Brother Martin and any changes regarding their appeal, we'll have that on CrescentCitySports.com, and Ken will have more on it on shows he hosts, maybe as soon as tomorrow night, who knows, at 6 o'clock, another edition of All Access. Speaking of what we broadcast here live game-wise... 106.1. UNO basketball season right around the corner. Two weeks from today, first regular season game will be here on 106.1 and nashfm1061.com. The privateers taking on Ole Miss tip off at 630 from Oxford. And today we learned the voting in the Southland had UNO just one total point, one first place vote behind Nichols, the defending regular season champion in the preseason men's basketball poll. So it was Colonels 1, UNO as close as you can get without being at the top at number 2. And talk about dominance expected by the Louisiana schools in what is now an eight-team league. Colonels and Privateers followed by Southeastern with one first-place vote. Nichols had eight, UNO had seven. So the Lions were third, Northwestern State fourth, and McNeese 5th, followed by the three remaining Texas schools. Texas A&M Commerce will come into the league as a school moving up from Division 2 to Division 1. Not here yet, but it's a Corpus Christi, Incarnate Word, Houston Baptist bringing up the voting. So big things expected for UNO this year if you check out some of the periodicals with preseason previews. A lot expected from the privateers. Picked first. And multiple ones. And even a 149 ranking by CBS Sports. That's higher praise and would be a higher position than even the championship team for UNO. Since joining the Southland from the 2016-17 season was able to attain. A lot of transfers have come in and two fine returning starting guards. Including first team all conference pick Troy Green. And Derek Saint-Alaire somehow didn't make either the first or second team voting also released today for preseason. That shocks me because he was a monster in conference play last year as a transfer, now a super senior. A lot to be excited about on the lakefront for the privateers and we'll have every single game, all season long, regular season and postseason on 106.1 FM with, again, yours truly, with the play-by-play action coming your way. Plus, for the home games, Tick Price, former UNO coach, joining me for analysis of these games. So stepping it up in 2021-2022. One more segment to go. We'll be back in a moment. We'll check out the headlines that we haven't hit yet on CrescentCitySports.com to get you fully caught up on the rest of the local sports scene in just a moment.
3: What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and nevage, 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 and should I try it? Here's the science Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. Nasal irrigation is an effective, all natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug, it's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage pulls out the bad stuff, so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart, or go to Navage.com for a free gift with purchase. Over two million sold navage n a v a g e clean-nose, healthy life.
5: Marketing your business on social media these days can be a real challenge. Knowing the difference between a boost and a post or a click and a like can make your head swim. Plus the time and attention you lose from you know actually running your business. But don't worry, Cumulus Media is here to help. Our turnkey social media marketing options help you reach more than 1.1 million active users in the metro area on Facebook and Instagram and turn them into your customers. Contact us today to get started at nolacumuluscares at cumulus.com and ask about our plus
4: 20 special spud here and you know the first place i go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care i mean you're in and out of there in 40 minutes give or take you spend that much time in an er just waiting to get triaged from a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemedicine center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you.
0: Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 1061 FM NASH ICON at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061.
1: Pelicans finally win a game last night. Naturally, they're playing the same time as the Saints and who is paying attention. Pels play a second straight game at Minnesota after embarrassing themselves with 28 turnovers. The previous matchup all the advantages come your way by staying in the same city and playing there again and they're early in the regular season you were gonna play better and 50 of the 90 shot attempts by the timberwolves were from three-point range and they only made 15. that played into new orleans's hands as the pels shot 45 percent compared to 34 percent out rebounded the t-wolves By 19 and only turned it over 17 times, therefore leading to a 107-98 victory. MVP of the night. How about Jonas Valanciunas? 23 points, 22 rebounds. It was the inside game because the outside shooting wasn't working for the other team. That won the night, despite Carl Anthony Towns going for 32, 14 boards, 7 assists as well. Flat out Pels needed to win. Let's see if they can build on that. Get the Hawks at home tomorrow night. Three straight home games, in fact. Followed by the Kings and the Knicks. Better win two out of three of those. All right. One and three now. Win at least two out of three. Hold your own. And wait for Zion. Other headlines from Crescent City Sports. It's official Southern Miss. With a press conference today, announces the newest member to be of the Sun Belt Conference. That'll happen no later than midsummer 2023. The Sun Belt gets stronger, and another member of Conference USA bails out of a sinking ship, and that's not good news for La Tech because that's the ship they are tethered to, and it's not going well. Southern Miss likely to be joined. And we'll hear it officially very soon by Marshall and Old Dominion, also of Conference USA and a Division II power set to move up in James Madison. That is the scuttlebutt that will likely become reality there, leaving Conference USA with five members. What a scramble it's going to be for them who have played the conference realignment calculus completely wrong. There will be. Series, novels <laughs> written on how Conference USA botched everything in the last 10 to 12 years. Analysis from last night's game from Les East to check out on Crescent City Sports. How it's all about surviving. Saints did it. End of story. Took advantage of their opportunities and they can move on at 4-2. and two. And a feature by Renee Nato on Cole Kelly, the outstanding best player in the FCS, quarterback of the Southeastern Lions, who moved up to number eight in the national polls. Can they actually make a run in the postseason? Well, they could potentially outscore everybody with the way Kelly is playing. A breakdown of how he got to Hammond and Southeastern and its potential NFL hopes. Renee with a nice job sitting down with Frank Selfo getting all of that info on an under-the-radar star who's the reigning Peyton Award winner, which is the Heisman, the Walter Payton Award, of FCS. And it looks like he's in line to win it again. He's playing even better this year than he played in the spring season because of the pandemic just a few months ago. Good feature, as always, by Richard Cucci, our baseball historian at Crescent City Sports, on Howie Paulette. 75 years ago, Game 1 starter for the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. A New Orleans product that you should know about if you care about New Orleans sports history. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board. I am Jude Young. Check out more stories, features, and recaps on CrescentCitySports.com. Check out Ken Trahan tomorrow night for another edition of All Access after Eric Asher starting at 6 o'clock, and of course, the podcast of this and every Sports Talk show by Ken Trahan and I available not long after the show ends on CrescentCitySports.com. That's all access. That's the original. That's the tailgaters. You name it. I'm Jude Young, and I will talk to you on the Countdown Show on Friday night. Until then, take care.